Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to Live with Nat um, for another, well, it's a Tuesday morning. Hope everyone had a wonderful Easter. And next to me, I have got Dr. Amanda Nixon, who is one of my recently hot off the press published authors with her book, um, Living by Faith. And uh, we're coming on Tuesday because, of course, we all wanted to chill out on Easter Monday. So, Amanda, good morning and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Oh, absolute pleasure. Good morning, Nat. I love it. So what I'm going to do is that we're going to do the official introduction uh, of who you are and what you have done. And then we're going to go into the um, the topic for discussion and how um, I think it's very apt to being after Easter and, um, you know, this holiday that we're talking about this, right? So, very true. Yeah, amazing. All right. So let me give you uh, the lowdown on Dr. Amanda Nixon, who is the author of Living by Faith. She's a highly regarded speaker and teacher in her professional life as a social worker. Amanda has a PhD in social work and is recognized in her field as an expert in social work supervision. Whilst an accomplished social worker, Amanda is focusing on her first love and passion, her Christian faith, and how living by faith is at the core of everything she does. After a powerful experience that could have left her paralyzed, Amanda shares her experiences in an engaging and confident way that leaves the audience feeling connected and plugged in. Amanda's passion is to encourage others in their journey of faith and to help people bring, bring people close to a closer relationship with God. So, well, I'm curious, you know, before we started, I said, you know, can we talk about what is this incident that almost left you paralyzed? Um, and, you know, what happened? Tell me. Um, so I was going on a bushwalk on Hinchinbrook Island, which is quite a remote wilderness area, a very hard walk off Cardwell in North Queensland. And on the second day, I tumbled about three metres head over heels and landed splash on my back, um, jammed up against some rocks and my arm went limp and I had pins and needles in one hand and a sore neck, but I thought I'd done something to my arm, not recognising that that's a classic sign of a spinal injury. Yes. And the people I was with, um, you know, we were all trying to assess how badly injured I was, but because I could still walk and I didn't seem to have anything broken, just a sore neck and a limp arm, I kept walking for another four days, um, yes. another 20-odd kilometres, and then when I finally came off the island another day, so five days later, I see a doctor back in Townsville where I live and he sent me for an X-ray and he rang and said, where are you? Don't move, don't look down, don't look sideways. You have an unstable neck fracture, go straight to the hospital to emergency, they'll stabilise it for you. So I had a very serious neck fracture at C6, C7. Yeah. Um, and a squash disc and had to have surgery, halo brace, titanium plates, a spacer put in. And every doctor and nurse, even the neurosurgeon, said to me, you're so lucky, you know, you should be a paraplegic or quadriplegic. And I don't believe in luck. I believe that it was God that was protecting me. Yeah. And I feel like, well, I'm nothing special. I'm just a mum and a friend and... Um, if God can protect and love me that much, that's how much he loves all of us. And so that really prompted me to want to share my story about how much 
God is involved in our lives and wants to look after us and loves us. And, yeah, so that really a lot of other people suggested I should write a book about um, my story and it just made me think, yes, I wonder if that can encourage other people in their journey of faith. Um, I want to do that. And then I could think of lots of other situations where God has um, been involved in my life and helped and answered prayers. So I was really motivated just to encourage other people in their faith. And how long ago was this incident, Amanda? That was in 2010. Yeah. So that was when my shit hit fan moment happened, um, you know, uh, in our business. It was like March 2010 and, yeah, lots has happened since. Have you always um, been a practising Christian or has it become more deeper since this Um, incident? I've been, I've had a very strong Christian faith since I was about 16 when um, my parents split up and I found that God was the one person I could really rely on. So, um, yeah, I've been had a strong Christian faith over 40 years and it's my passion and, yeah, it's the core of who I am and guides everything I do. Wonderful. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the book, like how long was it percolating in your mind, you know, and you had wanted to write about this or was it more when other people started saying you should write and share your story? I think it was more when other people kept saying I should write about it. And so I've been thinking maybe for a couple of years, um, yeah, I would like to write about my faith and all the things that God's done in my life, not just the incident with a broken neck, but um, there's been many other times when he's answered prayers and come through. So Mm. I had an opportunity, you know, I was thinking about it, I suppose, during that COVID year and then... um, saw your workshop, the half-day workshop, and I thought, oh, maybe that could help me because I, I had just had a vague idea but really didn't know how to go about it. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd written a little bit about my journey on Hinchinbrook, but that was all, like, that was just part of a story for one yep. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, awesome. So one of the things that, um, you know, you say, you know, um, you know, we can use, you know, God to be encouraged when circumstances seem against us. Do you want to kind of explain a little bit of that to me? Yeah, sure. So um, I think I've had lots of circumstances in my life where it seems everything's against me or things have gone wrong. I've had challenges with mental health, all sorts of things. But I come to realise I'm not doing life alone and that God is with us. And also if we can be with other people who are encouragers, um, that can make a huge difference. I don't think we're designed to do life alone. No. So I've found that faith in God has really helped me in times of challenge um, and I've been able to overcome some, you know, amazing physical and also mental struggles yeah. because God's protected me or guided me or helped me. Mm-hmm. And I think if we share our burdens with others, um, if we, we're brave and take that step, that can make a big difference because it's like the burden is half. Um, yeah. So I just believe, yeah, there's great encouragement with others. Yeah. I love it. One of my other authors had, uh, her mum had said to her, a problem shared is a problem halved. And that's one little um, line that I remember from her book and Yes. I totally agree. Like, you know, if we surround ourselves by like-minded people and we build that community around us, 
yeah, it's, yes. uh, we're not alone. So that's that's a wonderful thing to remember and to be encouraged by. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, how do you explain it, you know, in this world, like where there's different beliefs? How do you like um, handle that, you know? So like people would say, like, what is God, you know? Um, other people call it the universe or the the source or the, you know, kind of the vortex or all that kind of stuff. Is it... Um, is it similar things? Like I always ask myself the question. I just, uh, I've read so many different things, right? Um, yeah. And I just, uh, you know, and there's so many different faiths, right, in this world. So how do you, you know, how do you answer those kind of things for people? Yeah, I, I find um, my belief is that the God of the Bible, the, the God that Christians believe in, I believe is the only God because yes. Jesus says I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Um, not I am a way, a truth, a life. Um, so I really believe for me, um, and I believe this is the truth, that Jesus Christ provides the way to God and wants us to be able to have a relationship with God. Yes. And that's my experience. And so that's what yeah. my book is talking about. Yeah, yeah beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's, it's important to choose. I reckon it's important to choose a path and what's true for you to follow that because it really is, um, you know, it gives you strength, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think um, you mentioned it's just been Easter. And what I like is that I think having faith in God doesn't mean you have to um, sacrifice your intellect because... I believe in Christianity because I believe it's the absolute, um, I can be certain that it's a documented fact that Jesus rose from the dead and no other God has risen from the dead. Every other major religion, you go and visit a shrine or a grave um, because that person, Buddha, Muhammad, they're in a grave. But for Jesus Christ, there's no grave. The grave's empty. and. Yeah. The fact that there were so many historical accounts of um, recordings at the time of this event, um, who could have refuted, no, that's wrong. They didn't. Um, so to me, I, if I'm going to base my life on something, I want to be sure it's the truth. Um, otherwise, you can be sincere but be sincerely wrong. So I've just found, um, yeah, I can, sure, there's still steps of faith, but I'm going to take my life on something that I believe is the truth yeah beautiful so then talk to me about this changing your story to become who you want to be by following your dreams what you know because we tell ourselves lots of stories right and yeah. I, love, I love the fact about stories like you know you know what are you telling yourself because you know that's probably what you're manifesting in your life and maybe what you're manifesting is not what you really truly want or who you are so let's talk a little yeah. bit more about that Yes, so I have a chapter where I talk about, I think often we settle for second best or we stay in a job we don't really like. Yeah. Um, we stay living a life we don't really like because we have doubts or we're too scared. So I, I talk about what's actually stopping us to do that thing we'd really, really like to do. What would it take to do it? What would be the first step? So if you've always wanted to be a musician but you're too scared to actually start, living, taking steps in that direction, how could you get there? And I'm thinking, because I think, well, we've only got one life here on earth. Um, 
we want to make the most of the time we have and and do what we're here to do. So I think there's always a way you can get to where you want to be and it's often just taking steps of faith to get there. Yep. Um, so it might be leaving that secure job or juggling a, jo a job while you start something else that you would really, really like to do <clears throat> and building that up slowly. Yeah. But there's a way to get there. Like I think don't cut yourself short, shortchange your life because you want to be doing things you love and have a passion for. The way I've also learned stuff about faith is that faith lives in one side of our brain and fear lives in the other side of that brain. And if you focus on faith, you cannot focus on fear and vice versa. You know, I don't, do, you, do, do you believe or have you heard that before? I haven't heard that particular way of thinking about it, but I, I do believe fear is the opposite of faith. Yes. And, um, yeah, if we succumb to fear, we, we wouldn't do anything. So, you know, even sitting on a chair takes faith. I believe this chair is going to hold me up. Um, <laughs> and it, is, it is so far. Um, but if we operated by fear, we wouldn't go outside the door. So I just think why not take steps of faith to live the life you've always wanted to live? Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's part of um, Stuart often where I've come to. Stuart often reminds me when I kind of can step sometimes into fear, we all have fear you know, around things or we might not back ourselves or you might, you know, you might just be scared. And he goes, you know, faith division, you know, if you, you know, he's like my rock. And I don't know, you, we said this morning, you're celebrating 36 years of um, marriage with, to your husband, you know, so congratulations, yes. you know, and I don't know if, uh, if he's like that for you, but yeah, she was like my rock. And he goes, do you remember I'm in charge of faith department here? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, you come to me if you're sort of feel, freaking out and all that kind of stuff. And I always, you know, consciously remind myself that um, anything that we move through in life, we have to faith that it's going to work out, especially, well, in my uh, journey of the last 11 years being in business, when you don't have someone else to rely upon to put bread on the table, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I love it. Uh, awesome. So changing our story is about, you know, taking the leaps of faith. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, yes, that we really have no limits. Our limits are what we impose on ourselves. We think we can't do something or we're too scared and fearful to try something. Yes. But I actually think we can, if we put our mind to it, we can do just about anything. So, yeah. Um, and how to take those steps of faith and find other people that can support you in getting to where you want to be in life and yeah. doing what you want to do. So finding the people, having the courage, you know, having, you know, figuring out the resources and, you know, the, the yeah. support the support system around you. Yeah. Which which is what um, your, you have done for me in terms of becoming an author around yeah. my book. Um, because I wanted to do it but wasn't sure how to. So it's finding someone that can support your vision and get behind you and help you with strategies. That's just mm -hmm. been fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but I want you to cover off the thing, you know, talk to me about self-love and looking after yourself and all that kind of stuff. You know, how do we practice that kind of stuff, the self-compassion? Yes, I think... It's well known that the Christian faith should be showing compassion to others, and I'm very big on that as well. 
but I think often we neglect ourselves and we need to have compassion for ourselves and have kindness for ourselves because I've seen too many people burn out and just be worn out because they haven't learnt how to look after themselves, how to recognise stress, knowing when to have a break. Yeah, so I think it's really important to find ways to replenish ourselves. Mm. So for me, to, to refill your tank, as it were. So for me, I know getting into nature, finding a beautiful beach or a beautiful park or yes. forest, that can make a big difference to me. I feel closer to God. I can feel rejuvenated just walking on a short bush walk for five minutes. It can make a big difference. Mm. So it's finding out what can recharge your batteries so that you're not depleted yeah. um, and I think that's a, an important thing to be aware of because we keep going and going and going and going and sometimes you don't stop and maybe the reason yeah. COVID manifested in this world was to give everyone a little recharge and um, reconnect with self and their families and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah, the, the world needed some self-compassion and um, and self-care, right? Yeah, that's a bit of an extreme way to get it, but yes, maybe. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, you know, through everything, I just, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you probably have developed to be a different person from that moment about, you know, what you said was your defining moment in 2010. You know, do you think you're a different person today because of what happened then? I think it's made me appreciate every day because I realised my life could have ended at any second on that walk. If I just had one more fall where my neck wasn't supported, I would have been dead. You die from broken necks. So I really appreciate every day I have now and try to make the most of every opportunity that I'm given yeah. um, and make the most, you know, make the most of every moment. Live in the, pre live in the present, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, I still have plans for the future, but I'm really appreciative of the time I've got and I'm, I suppose I'm valuing um, friends and family even more because I think we can get really, really busy with our jobs and lose touch with people and I've, I've really been trying to focus on reconnecting with some old friends and people I've known um, because it's not that you mean to lose touch with people, but I think we just get too busy and I'm wanting to be able to prioritise family and friends and my um, time for going to church and being involved in my Christian walk. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful. So what else can people find out within your book, within the pages of your book? I share a lot of keys about how to live by faith, so including things like prayer, um, reading the Bible and knowing the word of God, yes. um, how to encourage each other, meeting with people that are encouragers not the naysayers yes. um there's a book a chapter on compassion and on self-compassion so just lots of keys and steps to how to live by faith on a daily basis yeah beautiful and uh, i'm sure you know people who uh, uh, you know get your book they could probably use it as a bit of a self-program that they can take themselves to read a chapter and practice some of the things you talk about in within there yes i've certainly added at the end of each chapter three questions where i'm asking people so what are their next steps or how can they apply these principles in their life and 
I really wanted to do that rather than it be my story, which people read and then put on the shelf and forget. I want it to yep. be something that's applicable in people's lives and that they can um, use those principles and ideas in their own journey. So like self-reflection, I love that. I love when they give me homework at the end of chapters of books because they like it makes me feel like I'm uh, improving myself and yeah. um, or answering questions for myself. And then I have like this book as I'm reading a book, if I find some really cool aha moments, I write out the insights in, in my own handwriting and sort of make them stick a lot more. I'm big on... Um, not reading for the sake of reading. I'm very big on reading for the practical reasons behind it of how I can improve myself. Yeah. Yes. yes. I love it. Right. Awesome. Well, so how did you find the process of writing a book, you know, through the Ultimate 48 Hour Author way? Because um, uh, you were introduced to us from one of our other authors, um, Dr. Anne Butcher, and, um, you know, she said you know, she did her book and, um, and then you said, you know, I, I want to talk to you guys. So how, how did you find the process? Was it too fast? Was oh, I it just, overwhelming or was it, you know, easy to follow? I found it fantastic and just so helpful because since doing that first half-day workshop where I found out a bit more about what you do and what you offer, yeah, I thought, oh, that's what I need. I really need some structure around how to do a book. You were even just things like clarifying the purpose of your book, who the audience is, yep. ideas around structure, systems to get that happening within a time frame. Mm. I just found that such a supportive and useful process and it made it doable as opposed to just an idea in my head. I could see, okay, if I do this, this and this, I'll actually end up with a book. So I just found it so supportive and helpful. I would have I always say you know um, you know some of our authors are such amazing students that they do follow everything we say and then they they get because your book came out fairly quickly you were at the November virtual retreat um, and then when was it in your hand um, in February so towards the end of February I received my book the so book it's really just a flat out three months afterwards which is what we say the publishing process takes three months you'll spend about a month in editing a month in layout and allowing that month to print the books um and you followed that timeline to the t i would have to say you know it's like everything we gave you 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 um you know shot it back and you kept going so that also makes the whole process when the two parties play together and they they're yes. doing you know and there's not too much tinkering as we like to say um, were you scared? Like, was there any fear behind it? Because usually first-time authors um, have certain fears or doubts, you know. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, there were some fears because I feel in the book I'm making myself very vulnerable by sharing personal stories and struggles within my family. Yes. But I'm prepared to do that if that's going to help people in their journey of faith. So that to me is re being real and authentic, which to me is what the journey of faith is about. Yeah. So I thought, well, it's worth it if that's helping people. But it is a bit scary putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, well, if it helps someone in their journey and they come close to God and have a personal relationship with God because of it, it's absolutely worth it. 
yeah beautiful yeah because you didn't think i would have to say you didn't think uh, you didn't like usually when people start to do that there's the little fears propping up let's delay the process of releasing the book uh but it's um yeah that's wonderful so what is happening now i mean your book's only been out really a month um or five or so weeks what do you want to do with it what do you how do you what do you what are your plans for the future i guess yeah, um, so already I've had a book launch in Townsville and I've got a book launch planned for Sydney in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. I'm excited in that I've been able to get it into a couple of local bookshops, one in Townsville, one in Charters Towers. Um, so I'm trying to promote my book more. Um, I'm wanting to visit a number of regional areas where I think they don't get a lot of people coming to visit them. Yep. Um, I'm trying to line up some speaking opportunities through Christian groups and churches who might be interested in having someone coming, sharing my story and trying to encourage people in their faith. Yes. So that's um, probably what that's I'll be doing for quite a while. Um, but I've certainly started contacting groups and contacting people to see if I could do that. Yes. So that might be further down the track. Um I've done some pop-up stalls in a shopping centre. I've done a couple of book stalls in local markets. Yes. So I'm just really trying to um, get it out there that this book is available and that I'm available as a speaker. Yes. Um, but I'm very much just at the beginning of that journey. But that's what I'm wanting to do more and more of is just encouraging people in their faith. Well, I, I think already everything you've named was quite a lot of things that you've initiated and put out there, which is wonderful. We, we heard last week from Chrissy, also a Townsville author. Uh, it's funny how we've done two from Townsville in, in like back-to-back -back weeks. But, yeah, she's she had been doing some markets and things. And, you know, rural areas certainly, I believe, um, crave people going along and actually listening and speaking. You know, they don't, they don't get the, you know, the whiz-bang events and people like, you know, kind of that go to yeah. the major cities and the capital cities. So, it's a great strategy of leveraging and getting known in some of those communities. Um, I, I've had quite a few authors who very successfully do touring through the smaller towns and it works amazing for them. So definitely I'll be curious to find out in six to 12 months time how all of that has unfolded. So are you still working as a social worker? Yes, I'm working part-time but in my own business, which gives me a lot of flexibility yeah. Um around what hours I do and what contracts I say yes or no to. So yeah. I've got that flexibility. Oh, that's wonderful. And when did you start that as your own business rather than working for others? Um, I left a permanent position at James Cook University July 2018 yes. and set up my business, which I do a lot of training and professional supervision of different social workers in non-government organisations. Yeah. Um, around that time. I had been doing some private work before that, but that's when I really launched um, to do yeah. more of that. Yeah. So two and a half years, yeah. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. It's wonderful to have the flexibility. I know being in your own business is, as we said, you've got to rely upon your own resources and ability to keep driving um, yes. at the business. But if you do have the contacts and, as you say, you say yes or no to what you want to that's um that's a perfect place to be which allows you and gives you the time to leverage the book to to get it out there and to share the message that yeah 
um, you know, because people buy what we believe, right? And when we align with those values, you know, if we can help more people, I mean, that's ultimately why you wrote your book is that you can help other people in, in their faith and, you know, um, ability to implement that in, the, in their own lives. That's wonderful. I love it. So um, what was your thesis um, on to get your Dr. Amanda Nixon? I'm just curious. Oh, yes, I researched um, peer group supervision of social workers in rural and remote Australia using technology. Yes. Wow, amazing. Let me see if there's any questions. Oh, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Suzanne's saying, uh, well done, Amanda, you're certainly on the way to successful for to hearing how you go. So she's curious. Suzanne's one of our um, uh, Queensland authors as well. So where can people buy the book? Show us your book. Show us us the actual book. You haven't shown us the whole time. Look at that beautiful cover. I love your cover. And obviously it's the same as uh, on your back banner, uh, that picture. Was that a picture you found or you took, did you say? I took this photo when (laughs) when I was walking the Camino Walk in Spain in 2018 so it's just along the way and I just love the light that was coming through so I remember saying that now at our virtual retreat you know that you took the photo and how how beautiful is it that you can take a photo that ends up being on a book cover yes yes I had no idea that would be the case (laughs) amazing all right so where can we buy the book so the book is available on my website which is um www.amandanixon.com.au. It's also available through Amazon Books and also I've got it into Kurong Bookshop, which is a major Christian bookshop nationwide. So it's in their online catalogue. Awesome. Um, So I was very excited about that. Very cool. I have posted the link right below this video on that. Uh, and for those that are maybe watching or listening to this, Amanda, spelt normal, <laughs> Nixon, N-I-C-K-S-O-N is .com.au. So in case, because this video will be shared as a podcast and a YouTube, so it's not going to be just this live where it just gets the link posted underneath so people can go and look it up. It's a beautiful website and you can see the photo and the book sort of up close and all that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Amanda. I think. Um, oh, thank you for having me. It's so relaxing listening to you. You're always so zen and, you know, um, I can feel how, you know, you, you're living life with appreciation and joy and, um, you know, kind of you have that flow. And I think part of what you do and what you practice on a daily basis is the reason behind that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Beautiful. And congratulations for your anniversary. Have a wonderful day with your hubby today and um, and celebrate because it's 36 years. It's not, not a short period of time. It's a very, very good length of um, time to be married to uh, one person. So have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful day. I look forward to continuing to have you part of our community and for you to continue learning and implementing all of the strategies because there's a lot to do now. Now the book is in hand, the true work starts, right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, gorgeous. We'll talk soon. And I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with our amazing Dr. Amanda Nixon, author of Living by Faith. Bye, guys. See you. Thank you.